It's The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel and Angie Taylor. Hello, this is The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Hello, Simon Marcel. Bonsoir, Angie Taylor. Bonsoir. Bonjour, everybody. We are in the Ulala studios tonight talking about love and romance and dating mm-hmm. and also therapy. <laughs> how that works into the equation. The reason I'm bringing that up is because I saw, you know, the actress Kristen Bell. I saw her yes. on an interview the other day, and she's married to Dax Shepard. They're super happy, seemingly. They asked her how, you know, what is the secret to all your happiness? And she says, we would not be here without couples therapy, mm-hmm. um, even though they don't have any problems. And I wondered, you know, my husband and I don't have any really heavy problems, and I think therapy you know, a lot of people think you don't need it until there's a problem. So I wonder if that's like a good thing to go through therapy all the time. So so my so my sister Judith is a, is a therapist in right. Paris and she says, you know, there's two ways to look at life. You can learn how to swim, not to sink, or you can try to learn how to swim when you're sinking. Oh, that's a great way of thinking of it. So so going to a couple of therapists, everybody has trouble. Yeah. Everybody. Yeah. Because everybody's crazy. Every, we crazy, are all crazy. All My favorite saying is, we are all crazy. It's just how you manage your crazy. Some people are not good yeah. at managing it. Therefore, you see the crazy all the time. People like me are not very good at managing it. It's oh, very obvious. <laughs> no, you're fine. But I think that's really explicit when my sister said, you can learn to swim before you sink or try to learn when you're sinking. And couple, therapist, couple therapy is a wonder. I mean, I think everybody needs it. And uh, even if you're happy, yeah, to make be, sure you stay be, happy, because from the past, we all have baggage and baggages and yes. baggages that we accumulated from our childhood or deception in life or disappointment. And then one day just comes right back and you put it on your on your significant other, Angie. OK, well, I have some questions for you since, you know, you are from a therapy family. That's right. Um, my mom and my sister, not me, but both right. of them. I want to talk to you more about therapy, couples therapy, family therapy for your relationships as well. Let's talk about that when we come back on The Rendezvous. Welcome back to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. We're talking relationships, Mm -hmm. and right now we're talking about couples therapy. Simon, I was saying that Kristen Bell was talking the other day about her happy marriage to Dax Shepard. She says that the key to their three and a half years of marital bliss is the fact that they go to marriage counseling and therapy. They said we do it when we need it, we do it when we don't need it, and constantly doing fierce moral inventories. We both take responsibility when we're wrong, and I think it's easy to work with him because I married him, because I enjoy spending time, I trust him, and that's what I want in my husband. I think that's a really interesting idea because my husband and I have talked about going to therapy. We don't have any major problems, but for me, for some reason, mm-hmm. and you come, you know, your family, you have therapists in your family, mm-hmm. Simon. Yes. For me, I've always thought of therapy as something when there's a crisis, you, you, you need a therapist to help you through it. But you made a good point, I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I credit my sister Judith. My mom was a therapist. Uh, my sister Judith is an active therapist. Yeah. Uh, and does also couple therapy. And and she said, you know, uh, that quote. She said, you know, you can learn, you can learn how to swim before you sink, or you can uh, be sinking and try to learn how to swim. And that's the same thing for therapy. Meaning, everything you do before the crisis makes the crisis so much lighter. Yeah. Right. So let's say you and Jason, for instance, you have you've had a difficult childhood. Yes. Right. You don't very, have it. Very yeah, difficult. Very difficult. I think Jason's was not as, you know, very easy either from no. what I know from him. So you got two people, two adults, like, you know, who've had difficult past, mm-hmm. survived it, overcame and become, you know, a couple and a family. But yet those ghosts from the past 
are coming back to haunt you. Right. And it's true because I think a lot of times when we have arguments, disagreements, if we're going through a hard time, we were never raised with the right coping skills from the beginning. Exactly. You know, our, our family's solution was, you know, screaming or violence or, you know, people abandoning abandonment issues that go in with that. And that's probably why I'm so quick to scream when I'm angry. Like, I don't know how to sit and have a regular conversation when I'm mad. I can't equate calm and mad i don't know how to do that well and because well most of us don't either i mean my mom gave me the gift of therapy when i was 13 because i was quite agitated back in paris so she introduced me to that wonderful man and from you know the age of 13 to the 20s i would go once a week and he taught me so much mm-hmm. and that really changed for me forever it's like you know clean the past kiss the future it's really that we gotta clean the past and not about each other so much right. as a couple right. or as friends or as much just from you know from the childhood to the adult so many scars yeah there are and i i guess i didn't realize until i was in a very serious relationship how my own personal problems and my lack of coping skills has translated into my relationships. I suffer from anxiety. I have mm. since I was 14. Yeah, you mentioned that the yeah. other day. Um, I have been medicated for it off and on in my life, thinking that I was over it. And then I realized you don't really ever get over it. It just kind of goes in waves. You know, there's very high and very, you know, mild times throughout the whole process. And I realize the anxiety translates into my relationship because if we're having an argument in my head, instead uh-huh. of a, a normal person, you know, dealing with the problem in my head, I'm like, oh my gosh, we're having a fight and then we're going to break up. We're going to get divorced. I'm going to have to move out. I'm going to be a single mom. Like I go, the train goes so far well, down the track that it's not normal. Because, yeah, well, it's not, not normal. And it is normal since, I mean, when you were, you know, a, a little girl, the train didn't stop very, you know quickly in the yes. crisis right what what you've told me so so i think it's normal i have a question for you though have you ever ever so far sit down with a therapist ever to talk not med- not med- get uh, medicines but really engage in a conversation you know that, that is a great question i have had experience with therapists i okay. want to talk about that um let's talk yeah. about therapy and how it works in your relationship we'll do that more on the rendezvous when we come back this is The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. We're talking about couples therapy, marriage counseling, things like that. Simon, you asked if I'd ever been to a therapist. Yes. I've had experiences since I was probably seven years old with therapists. Okay. Um, Did it my, help? I, um, sometimes. I know a lot of people get a lot of relief from going in and crying, but I feel like that's all I do is just go in and cry for an hour. And I come out and I'm... Sometimes I don't want to rehash everything, you know, and I feel like when you it's hard to find a new therapist because you have to start that whole story all over again and you have to be very choosy. I'll give you that tip um, from my sister and my mom, even my experience. A good therapist in 30 minutes will make you feel better. Uh, 30 minutes. And if you don't feel good after 30 minutes, it's the wrong shrink for you. I agree. It's their job. To make you feel good, it's their job to make you feel comfortable and make you want to come back. And everybody has different styles of therapy. Of Sometimes it doesn't work with you. I I don't prefer therapists that just want you to talk the whole time. I need tools. Like I want you them need a to, conversation. Yes, I want them to give me advice. If I knew how to fix it, I wouldn't be sitting there. You know. I I totally understand. But some people do like to you know unload and go in. Back to couple therapists. You married with Jason for almost eight years. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think? There, was, there would be one thing in the past you wish you did go. 
a fight you had or something, and yeah. you never went to a therapy because of that. I wish we have gone. I wish we had started going in the beginning just as a maintenance thing to help both of us make sure that our marriage is as strong as it can be. So I think, honestly, that okay. that's probably something we're going to do in the future. Cool. And I look forward to it. I, I'm glad you're thinking like that. The more tools we have to be happy and to keep this marriage alive, I'm all for to it. Keep the flame of love exactly. warm. Well, Simon, when we come back, we're going to help some other people keeping their flame of love warm. Or yes. maybe not, because we're going to do date or dump. dump when we return on The Rendezvous. Welcome back to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Simon Marcel, it's time to play Date or, or dump. dump. You can send us an email anytime at simonandangie.com. We'll take all your questions uh, if you need any kind of advice or if you want to know whether you should continue to date this person or dump them. Mm -hmm. Like Valerie from Buffalo, New York. She writes, hey, Simon and Angie, I went on a date with this guy I met at my yoga class. Mm -hmm. He seemed really nice until he told me that the reason he's taking yoga is because of me. Hmm. Apparently, he works across the street from the yoga studio and saw me go in and out a few times so he signed up so you could ask me out i wish he hadn't told me because now i feel like it's a little creepy should i date or dump him what do you think about that simon i agree with her though it's cool that he did that he by any means necessary to meet the person that you want to meet how well not by any means necessary but <laughs> you know say, something yeah. as innocent as taking a yoga class if, if you see a girl you like but at the same time he should have kept that to himself what do you think I think it's romantic. You I, do? I think I'm a romantic Even man. if he told her? Eh, okay, it's, it's, it's not creepy. It's silly to it's have silly. told her. Love is silly. Yeah, but because, because, Angie, if you think of it, you know, you find true love, you find love because somebody makes a gesture, somebody takes a chance. He took a chance. Now, I like the fact he told her because that's the beginning of the, the, the true story. He took this yoga class. He likes Valerie. So you say that he should... That they should keep dating. Keep dating. I agree. What do you say? I say date as well. I think they should continue to date. He probably shouldn't have told her. Maybe he thought that if he did, she'd be like, wow, he really, really liked me. That's cool. I think cool. it's sweet that he did. I mean, he. I like the fact he took a chance. He told her the truth. And when yeah. they have kids later on, it'd be great. this is how we met. It's a cute story. He crossed the street to have a yoga class. So the verdict is in. Continue, Valerie, to date yes. him. Okay. We're going to talk about some of the ways that people, the extremes people go to get your attention when you're interested in them. That's coming up next on The Rendezvous. Welcome back to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Our phone lines are open, 855-905-8255. Give us a call. We'll talk about love and romance and ooh-la-la, Simon. Bonsoir, Angie. Bonsoir. So we did a date or dump with Valerie, who was talking about the guy from her yoga class that she went on a date with who said he he told her, which was a, kind of a mistake, I think, he told her that the reason he signed up was only to meet her, yeah. which is a romantic gesture, and I think we've all probably done something like that, but I don't know if you should tell anyone. Um, have you, I know you stopped traffic one time. I stopped the traffic in Paris. I, I, I stopped somebody's car, got out of my car, went to her you know, window, and I said, uh, I need your phone number. I'm not moving my car. That's pr that's almost dangerous, though. Like you yeah, could have I don't recommend to go that far. But you know, uh, that was a good relationship we had. So. That's good, though. It worked. Yeah. There is an 18-year-old uh, kid in Australia, though, who I don't know if you would go this far, Simon. He jumped into crocodile-infested water. Absolutely to not. try to impress a girl. Uh, was, I don't recommend that. Yeah, no. He was <laughs> hanging out with friends at a river, um, been teasing a group of backpackers, telling them that the crocodiles would 
would attack travelers. Um, that's when he decided to prove his point and jump into the water. And this massive nine-foot crocodile quickly latched onto his arm. That is very stupid. It's completely stupid. I mean, yeah. Love is all about, you know, taking a dare to, to love life, not to, to lose your life over it. Yeah, so, I, I agree. Um, there's, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've like, we were talking about it off the air too, but I've got, I've done things like I, I saw this one guy that I knew was a bartender at this bar, and I'm like, ooh, I'm gonna go early when the bar is like kind of empty and sit at his bar so that I have an opportunity to talk Crafty with him. Crafty Angie. Yeah, but I didn't tell him that that's why but I was there. It's like you know, of course you didn't tell him. It's like me when I stopped the car, I didn't tell the girl personally. I told her I want your phone number. Obviously, it's the same. But the thing is. If if the story lasts, Angie, the guy with Valerie who crossed the street, like the yoga class, and told her, it would be a lovely story. If it's a if 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 it sounds a bit creepy or silly, if it doesn't last. Yeah. Also, I think in Valerie's case too, like if they would have continued dating for a couple months, then maybe it would be cute to be like, you know, the reason I even joined that yoga class was because I saw you. And I wanted a date. So exactly. as long as she knows he's not a creepo, you exactly. know, ahead of time. Although, Angie, do you think women with the intuition always figure out the difference between silly and creepy? I think they do. I think it takes a couple of times of being around somebody, though. I, th I think that's a hard judgment call to make right away, unless somebody's extremely have you, obvious. Have you ever faced a creepy approach? Oh, my gosh. Give I me was, the creepiest. I was in, I think I've told this story before, but I was in a club one time with my girlfriends. There's about three of us just standing by the bar, and one guy walked up and licked the side of my face. And no, then, I don't think you told me like, that story. Walked away and like winked at me. I, I, I was so grossed out. In I slow motion. So wait a minute. In slow motion, he comes close to you. Yeah, I didn't. It was a really tight, you know, packed bar. It was a packed bar, and he just came up and licked my face. And I couldn't, I was so shocked. Nobody had ever done that before and grossed out that, I, I don't know, he he took off and I didn't get a chance That's to disgusting. tell him that he was really nasty. It obviously did not work. I don't suggest that <laughs> no, approach. No, no, no. That, uh, have really you done nuts. any other extreme things to get a girl's attention before? I bought in Paris, I remember, maybe 50 roses. 50 roses? Yeah, sell, wow. you, you've been to Paris, so there's those people, especially in spring and summer, they have roses. And so I bought 50 roses from that vendor outside the restaurant, got back to the restaurant, put it on the table and said, you know, can we can we can we go out together? Aw. Fifty roses. Red roses. And it worked. Fifty. It did. Right? It did. Jordan, Jordan is in she, here too. Jordan, did you ever do anything for a girl to get her attention? Did you rap her a song or something? No, Our assistant producer Jordan is in here. Hold on. No? I, no, I don't. Nothing I extreme? I can't think of anything. No roses, Jordan? No. no Jordan's roses. like, I just walk into a room and girls come at me, so I yeah. don't have that problem. <laughs> yeah, but I don't have his good look, so I have to, to make up with the roses, to yes, stop the traffic. Do. Yes, you do. You know? Yes, you do. Too sweet. All right, give us a call right now, 855-905-8255. Our phone lines are open. More of The Rendezvous when we come back. This is The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. So we're talking about, Simon, all the crazy things that people mm -hmm. have done to get the attention of someone they like. <laughs> yes. Uh, we're, yeah, we're taking calls. So let's go to the phones right now. Serena from Fort Wayne, Indiana. Hey, Serena. Bonjour. Hi, guys. Hi. Hello. How's it going? Good. I just want to say I'm huge fans. And, Angie, I'm so glad that you joined the show. I love oh, it. Oh, mm -hmm. thank you so much. So what's going on, Serena? Well, um, well, when I was in college, there was this guy in my class that I didn't, I didn't even know liked me like at all. And then one day he sent me a friend request on Facebook to a page that was, you know, like his, like, you know, it was like, John wants you to like 
you know, his page on Facebook. And I did it, and it was a page that he made that was completely dedicated to how much he liked me. Oh. And there were posts posts that started from the first day of class when he first, like, saw me for the first time, you know? It was one, like, really cute one where he was like, I'm going to go say hi to you today. You know, I'll be honest, at first, I was like, (laughs) which I always joke about with him, I did find it a little stalkerish. But, like, it was so raw and honest, and, and it was, you know, and he made it private. Like, nobody else saw it or anything. Oh, okay. Like, well, that's good. Yeah, yeah. so cute. Yeah, nice. and, like, he talked about how beautiful I looked and, like, things I was wearing. And I, Aww. Yeah, and then he wrote that me is cute. after he sent it to me, and he asked me out. And, and oh, you went out with him? still together? And? Oh, we're not only together, we got married. <laughs> no way! What? Yay! Ay, 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 ay. Congratulations. That's what I'm talking about, Angie. Thank you. Yeah, it's very creative. I like that. You know, I like the fact that he also made that page private, so it was just between the two of you, because if it would have been public, that might have been a little extra. You yeah, know what really I mean? Yeah, really creepy. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, the cutest thing is, is he still updates it. So we and we oh, see. Like, that's a romantic so, man. That's a good one. Thank you so much, Serena, for calling. More of the rendezvous when we come back. Welcome back. This is the rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Simon, um, we've been talking a lot lately about this Mel B from the Spice Girls and her whole divorce, and I keep yes. finding all these interesting ways to go in her relationship to talk about because I've never heard of this before and I want to get more in depth on it in a minute but um she is getting divorced Mel B right and her soon-to-be ex-husband not only wants joint custody of their five-year-old daughter together uh-huh. he also wants the legal right to maintain a relationship with her daughter that she had with Eddie Murphy so the reason for this is because I guess he's been in this child's life she's now 10 years old she's been he's been in her life since she was two months old and he says you know eddie murphy was never really around as a father and i pretty much raised her yes so i would like the legal right to still maintain a relationship with her i think that's really interesting and i, I, I don't know that i've ever heard of that in a, a divorce uh to ask for that but i'm sure it happens um and, and would you agree to that if it was about you know you and, and jason and hannah god forbid I would agree to it. Um, I think it's an interesting dynamic, though. I wonder what Eddie Murphy thinks about it. But let's talk more about that. Because yeah. I know people ask for a lot of crazy things when they're getting divorced as well. But that is a nice thing to ask. That is a very nice thing to ask. Yeah. Um, apparently, she's not down with it. So okay. we'll discuss that more when we come back on The Rendezvous. Welcome back to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. So we're talking about this divorce of Mel B. from the Spice Girls mm-hmm. and her soon-to-be ex-husband who wants to, he's asking in the divorce, mm-hmm. to have legal rights to a relationship with Mel B.'s daughter with Eddie Murphy. It sounds a little bit confusing, but Mel B. and Eddie Murphy had a daughter. Right. Um, but Eddie Murphy took off when the baby was two months old. In comes... Mel B's soon-to-be ex-husband, yeah. who has raised this girl who's now 10. And that's 10 years, you know, that's all she knows as a father, really, because he says Eddie Murphy wasn't really around. So he wants to legally have a right to maintain a relationship. I think it's so great, mm-hmm. and especially for the girl. It's so great if the relationship is good, Is not using this against Mel B, of course. You know, right. what's the intent? Right. But I think, you know, there's so many men that has been involved in kids that are not their own mm-hmm. biologically. 
uh, your husband Jason is, yes. is one. You. I'm a goddaughter. I'm a godfather to my goddaughter. Right. And stuff like that. And so we have no legal rights, by the way. So that's that's exactly so why that's he's true. asking. I'm, yeah. You know, as a godfather, even though the Pope made me godfather, Jean Paul II. That's oh, a true me story. too. He made me uh, godmother of my god. I, no, I, I didn't he see did you, not. But, but in, my, in my case, he did. I'm gonna put a picture of that because I went to that's Rome. That's so cool. And, and took Chloe, you know, my goddaughter, to Roma. That's amazing. And the the, the, the Pope Jean Paul II, the Holy Father, said he said, Do you know what? It means to be Godfather. I said, I think so. It's not. He said, it's not like the movie. It means that if something would happen, all that you have to take over. Wow, that's and so, amazing. Yeah, I put a picture of that. I have me and the Pope. Yeah, and the kid. I, we're gonna put that we're, at uh, SimonAndAngie.com. So anyway, so uh, and and I've loved my goddaughter like my own forever. But it's gotta but be I hard. But I have no rights. Yeah, yeah. It, and and you don't really have a say in the matter because the parent controls and the schedule and the, and the life. Yeah, I was not married to the mom, and 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 so the parents have all the legal rights. Do you think though it should be given a legal rights? Outside of parenting directly, do you think so, Angie? It should be. Yeah. Like, do, would you? So, if in case you get a divorce, Jason, yes, ask for that. You say. I, I would allow it because I know what a good stepfather he's been to my daughter. I don't know what her father would think um, because sometimes people get petty. I don't know what Eddie Murphy thinks in this case of Mel B, but Eddie Murphy's not really been around, but he's still her father. So I don't know. It's saying here by law that this uh, Mel B's ex cannot ask for stepfather visitation in his divorce response. So I don't know. I mean, I guess the mom would have to agree to it, but I would be, as long as, you know, my daughter's okay with it, I'm okay with it. If, I think any positive nurturing relationship in your child's life that they can have, they should have. I mean, no, absolutely. But at the end, parents that are not always sane decides who gets the, you know, know. the visitation or not. So, I know. You know. And it's unfair because you do put in a lot of work as a step-parent, as a yeah, godparent. Or, yeah, you put all, all your heart into it. But then you have to remember and respect that frame of the law that you're not the parent. And in my case, everything was very easy. It was the parent of my goddaughter. So, you know, I, I as a godfather, I never had his problem. Right. Uh, but I thought about it many times. I have no rights. Yeah, I, but it, it, and it's hard because it's not just you it's it's the little girl who is losing somebody really amazing in their life as if well that would be the case yeah, exactly people, people are so petty you know they they, they argue but, they're mad they're because the divorce is like a war at first and there's hostages mm -hmm. and the hostages is often the kids it is and that's right. the, that they are the 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 ones that really suffer the most sometimes. Absolutely. And people do get petty and people are angry. You know, sometimes bad things happen. People ask for some really weird things in a divorce. You want to talk <laughs> about getting petty down to the littlest thing. But we have a list of some <laughs> of the craziest things yes. that people have fought for in the divorce. And I'll tell you what I would fight for. I'm thinking right now what uh, I would fight for. Look at you smile. I, like, look at this smile that, of yours. I've never even had to think about it. I never would think about it. But hypothetically, I what would hear I that. fight for? Okay, okay. I want to hear that. We'll talk about that when we come back on The Rendezvous. You're listening to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Our phone lines are open at 855-905-8255. We've been talking about divorce, some of the crazy things that people ask for in divorce because, you know, it's like petty city, petty Murphy in the house when we're talking about divorce. <laughs> so listen to some of these things, Simon, that people have asked for. Um, they have one case here where the husband lovingly during the relationship donated his kidney to his wife who needed a transplant. And after they divorced, he demanded the kidney back. 
Can you imagine? What? Well, he wasn't granted because you can't do that. Oh. But that's pretty petty if you're yeah. asked. Because you know she's going to die. That's <laughs> just not petty. It's it's hateful. It's very hateful. It's, it's heinous, uh, really. Somebody wanted uh, half of the house, which is very strange. A Cambodian man brought over his family with saws and whatever they could to literally cut their house in half. That's how petty he was being. I, I don't heard know what you're going to do. Like well, what are you going to do with the other half, half of the house? Half the car, half the motorcycle, half the TV, and they saw the TV in two pieces. I have a friend. Um, my husband and I love art. I have a friend who is an artist, and I asked him one time, because his art is becoming very collectible. People in uh, Chicago really love this artist. His name's Hebrew Brantley. And I said to him, I go, who in the world would get uh, between Jason and I he made this beautiful my wedding gift was this picture that he made for me okay and so I was like I wonder who I'm like I'm taking that in the divorce and he goes you'd be surprised he goes I had one couple ask me um, what should we do if we get divorced so he made them a painting and he put a dotted line all the way down the center jokingly like if you get divorced <laughs> you can cut it in half that is funny very people get very very petty I know I know but uh hopefully it'll never get to that oh no, no. that that's what I I would ask for that and probably the dogs i would probably ask for half that. the dogs but well no I, you got to take them no, both I'm kidding you no 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 yeah half the dog i get the tail you get yeah. to, no that's not good <laughs> just kidding we'll be back with the rendezvous Welcome back to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. We get so many emails looking for advice on love, dating, relationships, Simon. Mm-hmm. Everybody everybody wants to know what you think. So if you, <laughs> what you think too, Angie. Yeah, if you need some advice, simonandangie.com. Well, speaking of you, we do our segment, Bonjour, Simon Marcel. Yes, bonjour, bonjour. Where people need to know what you think. This one comes from Darren from Camden, New Jersey. He says, Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Darren. My wife and I have been going to couples therapy, which was her idea. And by the way, this just came in after we were talking earlier about couples therapy. So thanks for listening, Darren. Uh, My wife and I have been going to couples therapy, which was her idea. Here's the problem. Mm -hmm. I'm attracted to our therapist. (laughs) And the more we go, the more the attraction is growing. I think if we keep going, I feel like at some point it's going to become obvious to both of them. Should I tell my wife? Oh, take it to your grave. (laughs) I would think I would tell that during the therapy session. You know, it might be a a passive aggressive move subconsciously towards your wife. It might be something else. It might be a deplacement. So I don't know the meaning of this, but I would not keep that as a secret. I would just not say to my wife alone. I would go to the session and say, Doc, you know, I find you very attractive. I don't know why. I'm here to help, you know, my marriage with my wife. I'm right. confused. Right. Should we continue the That's therapy with idea. you? That's a good idea. I would just address that with the therapist itself and then ask if they should continue with this therapist. Or the therapist might just say, let me find you somebody else. Here's my question. Yeah. Where does the therapist go when they need therapy? To a therapist. Another therapist? Every therapist, <laughs> every therapist has a controlling therapist. That's how it goes. Really? So they have to for patients so they don't make mistakes. So my sister has a, therapist, has a therapist that's much older than her that controls her work with her patients. Oh, so there's like a grand therapist and then there's a supreme and then there's like the it's pope just, of, of therapists. Well, you want your therapist to be controlled by somebody because right. sometimes cases are so difficult. That makes sense. So it's, you know, they have controlling therapists. I like that advice, Simon. Do it in your therapist's office during a session. Yes, On absolutely. the spot therapy for that problem. On the sofa. We have more of the rendezvous when we come back.
Welcome back to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. So we are talking about being Hmm. attracted to your therapist. I know that sounds crazy, but Simon, you had that Bonjour Simon email where Darren wrote in. He goes to couples therapy, and now he finds himself with the hots for his therapist. Whoa. and, we, and then you and I agreed that he should tell uh, the therapist in front of his wife so things are said and they can work on it. Yeah, while they're in therapy, like instant therapy to that yes. problem. <laughs> yes, so now exactly. Let's, let's go to the phones. We have somebody that wants to talk about that, too. Uh, Beth from Bryan, Texas. Hey, Beth. Hey, guys. So, Bonjour. <laughs> Hi, Beth. I really, really, this story that you're telling me hits home. So... That's not good. (laughs) I was having problems in my marriage, and my husband and I went to couples therapy as the last effort to save the marriage. Mm -hmm. And we were seeing her for like five months, about once a week. And I started to get a little suspicious because the couples therapist would always defend him, and she would make it seem like I was the crazy one. And they just Mm -hmm. seemed really familiar with each other, which was very weird. So I went through his phone and I found all these text messages between the two of them and some photos and stuff like that. So I knew that they were having an affair. Wow. Yeah. So I'm on the other end of this. Oh, my God. I I would think that like even, you know, as that's horrible. You would think that the therapist, um, you know, knowing everything that she knows would at least not have you guys in for sessions if she's going to have the affair with her client. Exactly. You know what I mean? That was the thing that was just such a slap in the face. Like, I'm the idiot here. Like, <sighs> is this, like, when they can see each other? Is it couples therapy? And I decided what? to confront them. I didn't say anything to my husband until the next session, and I confronted mm-hmm. them both. And they were completely shocked, and they tried to apologize. But there was just... There was no coming back from that. And I said, I want a divorce. And that was it. And I'm happily divorced. What a betrayal that is. I mean, Simon, I know you have therapists in your family. Is that something that gets your license pulled? Or how does that work? I think, think, uh, uh, Beth, that uh, one, you have a a lawsuit easy on this because there's a code of ethics for therapists. And she passed it like when she crossed it and and started the affair. It's not supposed to even kiss to do anything with your patient. I think you may even go for, to jail for that. So uh, really? my sister, base, yeah, 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 yeah. Because the therapist is in a position of trust psychologically from the patients and uh, cannot. And I really, they need at least, just remember that they need one year. Uh, once you finish, for instance, your therapy, and if you want to be friends, just friends, the code of ethics says you have to have one year without any contact from the therapist to the person and then they can engage in a normal friendship. In this case, Beth, and I'm so, so sorry for what happened, even though you're Awful. happily divorced. I mean, it's, it's not the fact that she's a therapist. It's, it's, it's the fact that, that she used, uh, I would say, yeah. the trust of the therapy uh, right. a tree to uh, betray uh, Oath as a therapist and to uh, betray you and him. So it's a shame, and um, I really suggest that... Uh, it's that, a betrayal uh, on so many levels. It's a betrayal. I'm I'm, one, I'm wondering if it sours you on going to therapy because I'm thinking in my mind, like, you should go get therapy for what your therapist oh, did sure. to you. I, <laughs> I mean, I was betrayed by my husband and the only soundboard I had in my marriage. It's a tragedy because it's a thick therapist that should ever be practicing. 
So uh, the wow. only good news, Beth, is you said at the end, I'm happily divorced. So, you are. I am. I am. Uh, and so that's the only good news. You're free to be loved and love somebody uh, in good conditions. Thanks, Simon. It's true. Aww. You have well, to look at the positive. You do. And I hope that you are emotionally and mentally over it as well and happy inside um, as you are happily single. But uh, wow, I just, that's an amazing story. I mean, thank you for calling and telling, but my yeah, heart thanks goes for out sharing. to you. Thanks for listening, guys. You're all welcome. Right. Bonne Beth, chance. Good luck to you. Yes. We wish you all the best, Beth. Good luck to you. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Beth. Oh, bye, bye, Beth. Yeah, bye, bye. I feel like I feel like I can hear it in her voice, Simon. That just breaks my heart. Yeah, it, it's what a betrayal, isn't it? But it, remember, it really you is. can never, never be friends with any therapist before at least a year. So anyone yeah. who engages in anything else can be sued and be liable I, for that. I wouldn't even want to be friends because now you know all the dirt about me. <laughs> you know too much. I want to leave that where it belongs in the therapist's office. You know, that's uh, true. That's crazy, true. crazy. More right. of the rendezvous coming up next. This is The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. You can hit us up on our website anytime, simonandangie.com. We take all your emails for Bonjour, Simon Marcel, for Date or Dump. Any random questions, comments about love, dating, advice, our show, please feel free to email us there anytime. You can also see Simon on his FYI show. Thank you, Angie. Yeah, every Tuesday night, but you can also watch all the past episodes. I think we're almost 15 on simonandangie.com. Uh, and we ask real questions to real couples on my bed inside a mall. Um, some of the questions been, you know, talk about secrets. We had this was this episode was the secrets in, in relationships. So I'm going to ask you this, Angie. Uh-oh. Give us a little secret. Give us something. A little secret? Something funny about you and Jason nobody knows. Something hmm, funny. Something funny. Maybe the way you eat. Maybe what, you know, maybe the the, the, hmm. the fight about eating or... Uh, Jason, I will tell you, Jason leaves water bottles all over the house with only like two inches of water left in them. I do and that too. How it funny. drives me absolutely insane. So, he does that. I isn't do it that too. funny? <laughs> I do it too. Do you really? I'm guilty of that. That's crazy. Why can't you just throw it away? I just don't know why. Same in my when I, I finish a plate, I always leave a little food in my plate. And he leaves a little <laughs> food on it, and he always leaves it right by the sink. He doesn't put it. In the, the sink. sink. I do the or same thing. Or in the dishwasher, which is right next to the sink. Hello. You do it too? Yeah. So it's a, it's guy a man thing. thing. Huh? It's a guy thing. So we'll give him a break. Okay. We'll give him a break. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, so we had a great show talking a lot about therapy and stuff tonight. Uh, couples therapy, dating, marriage, relationships. You had a great Simon Says about therapy. Yeah, yeah. I, I said, thanks, Angie. I said that when it comes to therapy, you can learn how to swim before you sink or you can wait that you're sinking to learn how to swim. Mm, meaning that you don't need to have a huge problem to go into therapy together. Meaning you better be ready to never have to be, you know, sinking. And for that, you have to learn how to swim. Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. So when it comes to love, <laughs> exactly. Work on yourself. I, I like that. That's a great analogy. I think that's so smart. Okay, great. Thank you so much for that, Thanks, Simon. Angie. Have a great night. This is The Rendezvous. Bonne nuit, Angie. Bonne nuit. The Rendezvous Show with Simon Marcel and Angie Taylor.